a bit carried away, Brendan. That's not like Brendan to get carried away, is it? No, not at all. What a time to be alive. Same as the go. Disposal efficiency. Pressure point. Round one, done and dusted. What a first round of football that was. And, mate, you didn't get to see any of it in person. You were away on holidays. But how was it watching the games back for another season of footy? Unbelievable. That was one of the best round ones I can think of in memory, even though my team lost. Um, but it was it was very good. And, yeah, watching it from the warm weather up in North Queensland was great. Um, Thursday night, though, was, was tough. From a personal point of view, but great game if you're a neutral and great game for yourself, I'm guessing. Yeah, very good game, very good game, but we'll touch on that. But first, I want to ask you, I'm sure everyone's interested, how was it? How was Cairns? How was the triple A? What did you get up to? Yeah, it was very good. As you can see, I've got a nice tan on me with, well, I think the other people would think I don't have a good tan, but you know, I reckon I, I, reckon I do. What do you reckon? No, I reckon it looks yeah. nice. A nice little a nice shade of olive there. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the colour I was going for, olive. Um, uh, but no, it was great. It was it was great. Um, <laughs> we have some, we have an audio live audience, so yeah, you can hear them in the background. We probably should we probably should tell you from the start. We do have a live audience, so you might hear some giggles in the background. Um, but no, it was a it was a great time, and um, yeah, a bit sad to be back, uh, especially with the weather in Melbourne at the moment. It's pretty pretty miserable, and yeah, had every day thirty degrees, and the sun was out, so it was it was really nice, and yeah, glad I did it, and glad with glad to, glad to have a little little break, which was nice. Absolutely. Well, we will get um, into the game, the big one, Tigers versus Carlton, round one every year, same old, same old. But the game probably didn't, I mean, the result you could probably say was same old, same old. But That's the game. I thought you were getting that. No, no, no. I was being nice. But the game itself I thought was a lot more even and probably the score definitely doesn't represent the game. Um, I want to hear your rant first because I feel like you have a bit to say about this game. You weren't happy on the night. Or is the anger subsided? Oh, it's definitely subsided. I was, I was pretty pissed off. Um, at the end of the game, just just with the way it ended, uh, the last five minutes we dropped off pretty poorly, and the scoreboard. You know, everyone's going to look back on that game and see that Richmond won by twenty five points, but I don't feel like there was a 25 point difference in that game. Um, I mean, just the effort that we put into the game was was great. Like I, I love the way we played for the majority of that game. It was just those moments where we didn't take our chances, we missed a lot of shots, and we gave away some silly free kicks. Yes, there were some terrible umpiring decisions that cost us dearly, but um, you can't blame them at the end of the day. And we just didn't take our chances, and Richmond didn't. And Richmond did, sorry. Um, that was the difference. And I mean, a couple of deliberate rush behind, one call, one not called. And then those two 50-metre penalties that Richmond result got goals from, that was the difference at the end of the day for me. And then just some little-known player called Dusty Martin just... Decided to. I was about to say for those watching the video, this uh, this little man right here was probably the, the biggest difference in the game. He was um, incredible. The number four from the Richmond. It's honestly not like he can't like he was. He's one. Of, he's going to go down as one of the greatest players to ever play the game, and probably one of the great, if not the greatest player in the modern era. Um, just what he can do. He's the best big game player I've ever seen. Um, he just turns it on, and no one can stop him. And when he's when he's up and going, you can't stop him. And he won that game off his own boot. Dusty doesn't play that game. Carlton probably wins. Well, it probably would have been a very different game, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'll, I will put my Richmond cap on for this um, for this conversation, and just say that you know people say that Dustin Martin thought you had a cap behind you. No, no, I was just reaching back, just reaching back. Um, 
People say that Dustin Martin, you know, he was a little bit inefficient and he butchers a lot of the footy. I mean, you know, look, you watch the game and, yeah, he did butcher a few kicks and whatnot. But, I mean, that's all good and well. But when you're still winning the game off your own boot and doing it on a consistent basis, do you really care if you shanked two or three kicks Mm. throughout the game? I don't really think so. No. Because I think you finish with like 68% disposal efficiency or something like that. Um, or as we like to call it on this podcast, disposal yeah, efficiency. You said it wrong. I, I know, I know. I said it wrong today. It was uh, it slipped out. But um, I think, yeah, you, you look at Dusty and the things he can do and he just turns the game over and says, I've had enough. We're winning today and that's final. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like, you, you, can, you, just, you look at him and you're like, what, what else can we have done there? Like, there's nothing you can do. He's bouncing off everyone and he's, yeah, he, it's unfair. It's like he's got a cheat code for the game. It's ridiculous. But in, in saying that, I thought I thought we played quite well, apart from you know the last five to ten minutes of the game where um, you guys just took charge and we just looked like we were out of gas and had nothing left. Um, and yeah, yeah, we just missed a lot of opportunities. Harry McKay missed some really important shots, um, and then we missed. You know, Paddy Dow had the chance to put us in front halfway through the last quarter and missed that, and that was our last score of the game. And then Richmond ended up kicking what the next four goals, and that was it. That so, was the end of it, yeah. yeah. Well, I think my favourite play from the whole game was probably uh, Harry Mackay taking a big mark just outside the goal square and then trying to turn and burn two Richmond players. I don't know. That was your favourite. That was my favourite play of the day. That was my favourite play of the day. The, the big, dusty goal. Yeah, or, the yeah. big goofy prick tried to take on two <laughs> Richmond defenders and just got tackled, brought down, mate. See you later. Don't try that stuff. Not in our house. Well, I'm glad our misfortune is your most uh, favourite moment. Well, seeing Dusty do that sort of stuff and us winning games is standard now, so it's nice to see these sorts of things happen. Yeah. Nice to see these sorts of things happen, but that, that's footy, mate. And, uh... <laughs> no, it's not, it was a great game to watch. Like, um, I, I found it really enjoyable. I mean, at the time, not as enjoyable because I was bloody stressed out through the through the whole thing, but um, I can see it would have been a really good sight for a neutral. And um, I'm glad I'm glad that we, we gave it a fair crack because the last couple of seasons had... Yeah, you know, we've we've been playing catch up with you guys, and it probably hasn't been the best spectacle. So, I'm glad everyone got a really good game this season, and hopefully next year we can finally get you because what that's eleven in a row now, I think for Richmond. Yeah, it? yeah, Against eleven us. in a row. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Since 2013 was the first round one that we won in a while, or the yep. last. Yeah, yeah. The last one you lost is probably the easy way to say that. The last round one that you lost, the first round one that you lost, sorry, was, was 2013. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we haven't beaten you since then. Yeah, correct. Oh, no, no, we... The no, elimination we, final, you beat us. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch, this guy. This no, guy. No, yeah. You beat that, us in the elimination that final. That was the last time we beat you, though, wasn't and that, it? Yeah, and final. in general, yeah. that's the last time. But yeah. really, typically, we only play each other once a year, which is yeah. a bizarre fixture I think we play decision. you again this year. Uh, do you? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I feel like we might... I can check. Yeah, let's do a check. Let's do a check. I feel like we need to know. Because I know 2019, we played each other twice, which was the first time in a long time. Yep. Um, and I, because I remember I was away and I missed the second time we faced each other. Last year, obviously, every team only played each other once. And this year, I was under the impression it was once again. It but is. It is. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's once. It's once. It's yeah. Once, which yeah. to me is a bizarre umpiring. Uh, I mean, umpiring. Uh, fixturing terrible decision. Umpiring. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Oh, there was terrible umpiring, but yeah, terrible <laughs> fixturing decision. How do you put a block? Well, you say blockbuster. I mean, you know, the cl- clubs are obviously a lot closer now than what they have been in the past. But two powerhouse clubs like mm. Richmond and Carlton, the fans are gonna. It's a money making. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like this is the first. This is the first Richmond Carlton game we've been able to seriously talk about on the podcast as well, hasn't it? 
Well, yeah, it has been. Because last year we hadn't started the podcast yet when round one happened. No, we hadn't. Yeah. And yeah, you know, and obviously then it was a different story as well. Yeah. It wouldn't have been as much to talk about. First quarter, I think we kicked six goals straight. Yeah, it was, to, it was over at half time. And it was catch up from yeah. there. But this round was actually really competitive. And with yeah. five minutes to go, I wasn't confident. Hmm. So it's a different yeah. story. Good game though. I'm obviously very happy. Um, promising things. Yeah. Ahead. Dusty's looking just as good as he ever has been. Um, other players like Jack Graham I thought played really well yeah. for us. Um, Sam Walsh though. What a freak. Sam Walsh is a gun. I've said this in the game. I said this to Carlton supporters around me. They gave me a few dirty looks. Sam Walsh to me is a better player or a more important player to Carlton than Patrick Cripps is. Mm. I think he's more likely to win a Brownlow before Cripps. That's my Big call. controversial Big call. Opinion, yeah, and it's a very big call. But that's... for me, I feel like Cripps stands out more, and he can probably do like he, Cripps can go forward and take a big grab and kick a goal. Where Walsh can he is... kick a goal? Well, yeah, he can take a big grab up forward. He <laughs> yeah. needs to work in his goal kicking. But yeah, well, oh, it's it's in that 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 duo. Um, I heard it today on, a, on another Carlton podcast I was listening to. It was it's similar to the Judd Murphy combo that we had in like 2011, where they were both at their peak. Um, it was just they were waxing on and off those two on Thursday, yeah, Thursday night. So it was, it was good and it's exciting. And my call at the start of the year was, was Sam Walsh will we'll make All-Australian this year. And geez, he did that. He put his hand up. Oh, he put more his hand than up. put his hand up. But let me that. just touch on Cripps just quickly as I feel like we should move on from Richmond Carlton discussion. Yeah, this is most maybe. weeks. Maybe. We don't have to. We can make a whole another podcast for it. Cripps honestly looked like a semi-trailer at times the way he yeah. was running through blokes. So people go, oh, he's like Dusty. He can't be tackled. But... They're very different in the way they can't be tackled. Dustin Martin will fend you off. And Dusty's slippery. He's slippery and he'll fend you off. He'll put a, you know, a big palmer through your chest and sit you down. Or as a lot of people say, he puts it, he hits him in the throat. Mm, yeah. But you got to let those go. Another con, another topic for another anyway. Um Whereas Cripps, just, he's just like a steam train. He'll just run straight through you. Yeah, that- and you can't. He's a lot bigger. He's a bigger body than Dusty. Mm. He's a lot taller than him as well. He'll just run straight through you, and you can't grab him. Whereas Dustin will actually let you come at, let you come at him, and then push yeah, you yeah. away. So it's very different the way they, you know, different. move players off but them. But they're both Cripps was, freaks. He did that. It was like he he's. This is something new that he's doing this season, where he's just going to try to run through because he, he the way how many times he did that on Thursday night was way more than he's done that in his career, where he just he literally just went for the player in front of him. He was like, get out of my way. Oh like yeah, he, 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 he had never he's never done that that often. He wasn't trying to evade anybody. Nah, he, he was just no. going straight through him. Yeah. It was great to watch. It, I, and we oh, got a goal out of one of them. You did. It yeah. was the one where he getting Gibbons. He, he, looked, it. he should have kicked. Yeah. The, he could have kicked the goal himself almost at one yeah. point, and then he gave the handball off. Yeah, and Gibbons kicked that yeah. snap. So. Um, I think it was the second goal for the game, potentially. I think it was in the second quarter. I think oh, and that okay, put we'll us a couple, of, a couple of goals up. Yeah, 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 and put you guys in a really good position to win yeah. the game until uh, our number four said no. Until Dusty came. Not happening. On. Yeah, but good game. I think we can. Uh, That's it. We'll put that in, uh, and we'll talk about it next year. Exactly right. Can't wait. <laughs> I'll put that to bed. <laughs> All right. Well, the next big topic for the round, or probably, probably the biggest story, or yeah, I think. I- Maybe for the pre- in a pressure point sense, it's the biggest story because we, we love this guy. Yeah, well, Matty Rao. And he, we loved him last year on the, on the podcast up until he got injured. Um, and it looks like he's had another serious injury this time to his knee. It didn't look good. And he was in a, a fairly big brace after the game. And um, yeah, fingers crossed that it isn't too serious. He doesn't miss a lot. But, geez, it looks like a, a season-ending one, doesn't it? Oh, just the look of him when he did it, it looked yeah. pretty bad. And there goes my, my, my sports bet, you know, punt on him mm. to win the Brownlow this year. I really oh, thought he was I a smoky. A lot, of, a lot of people would have put him down for like a Brownlow 
rising star combo or something like that. Oh, so, there would have been a lot of multis yeah. out there with that kind of combination. Would be there. loving it. They would be because he's mm. gone now. Oh, I mean, we we don't know. I hope he's not. But well, it, he's going to miss games. He'll yeah, he'll yeah. miss games hundred percent. Um, just how many depends, mm. and unless he does a. Well, unless he just, you know, he misses the next few games and then gets three votes every game, you don't see him catching up and winning yeah. a brown low like that. So, interesting, but um, I hope, I wish all the best for him. Obviously, we love him here in the Pressure Point podcast. Absolutely. Claiming him as our own. Jumped on the bandwagon nice and early with uh, Matty Rowell. And, and his one-liners. And his one-liners, that's <laughs> it. Um, the tucked in shirt, tucked in shirt. I've yeah. been rocking it at footy training. I've been <laughs> rocking in the tucked in jumper at footy training. Um, obviously very different players Matt Rowell and I I'm a little bit more silky than he is but he's got a bigger body so he probably wins that's why he's playing AFL and I'm doing this podcast with you <laughs> <laughs> alright well let's move on to Dangerfield that was probably the biggest biggest talking point from the weekend his huge bump on Jake Kelly from Adelaide and ended up breaking his nose and giving him pretty bad concussion stretch it off stretch it off and it didn't look good it was like a car crash that sort of um, the way that they sort of hit each other and the way his head went back and it was it was pretty sickening to see. Um, but in this day and age, if you elect to bump and you collect the head, you're liable and you got to deal with the consequences even if it wasn't intentional. So, um, I mean, look at the precedent already that's been set. Zach Loom's got rubbed out for a week uh, for bumping Hunter Clark, who got up and played the rest of the game pretty well. And Dangerfield has broken Jake Kelly's nose and knocked him out completely. And we'll probably miss a couple of weeks. Yeah, so he has to. Dangerfield has to get three. He has to, doesn't he? Three or four. What I'm confused about though is he did almost the most identical thing in the grand final, except the grand final he had an elbow up, knocked Nick Foster out as well, and got nothing. Yeah. And now, I mean, you know, I still think he should, but it's just bizarre how quickly the interpretation can change. But did you hear Dangerfield's this? And this is what bothers me: Dangerfield's um, defense of himself when I interviewed him today. He was saying. Oh, you know, it's it all happens in a split second, and which it does. I get that. And he goes, you know, you just got to try to defend yourself, mm. mate. You 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 ran straight at him yeah. and opted to bump. You didn't. Yeah. You could have moved out of his way. I know yeah. you say it happened all so quick, but you could see he was about to kick it, and you weren't going to make yeah. it. Yeah, but the time the boot the uh, the boot the time the ball left his boot, I know it was only like less than a second by the time you hit him. But you can see from a distance that he's going to get rid of that before mm. you get near him. Yeah. And you still went for the bump, and you've knocked him out cold, mate. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, there's no comment. There's you, you can't get out of that. And if he does somehow escape suspension, oh well, there's going to be some serious scrutiny on the tribunal and and everything. I don't think he will. He'll definitely get some weeks. Um, I reckon by the time we air this, this will um his punishment probably would have been handed down anyway. Well, so. the tribunal's tonight, is it not? Is it, uh, is it tonight? I think it's tomorrow? Tuesday night. Right, Tuesday it's night. Tonight? I'm not sure. It's Monday night if you haven't gathered already at this point. But. Yeah, it's Monday night. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but I'll be I'll be staggered if he doesn't get anything. Do you think if he had a 19 on his back with a yellow and black jumper, he'd get off? <laughs> I reckon if he's got a 35 and then a Geelong jumper. <laughs> yeah, he's got, just you know, as much of a chance. He's the president of the Players Association, so he's got some pull. That's true. I feel like he, he can get himself off these sort of things. So, But I just feel like the consequences and... The way Jake Kelly's injuries happened, you can't escape that. Surely not. No. Well, we'll wait and see, but I'm sure you agree with me that, yeah, we both agree that he should definitely have some weeks on the sidelines. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, upset wins on the weekend. There was a few of them. Go Croms. <laughs> Crom, cr- the, the, cr- the Croms got an um, unbelievable win against uh, Paddy's side. Over the Cats. And yeah. let, let me just ask, first and foremost, 
Is this the Richmond curse carrying over to yet another team that's lost to us in the grand final? Imagine that. Imagine. We, we got Adelaide, the Crongs, yeah. and we got the Giants. And is it Geelong's turn? Imagine they missed the finals this year. Oh, that would be that, that would be in. that. Nothing would make me happier than that to see them trying to buy a premiership and then mm. not even play finals would make my day. It'd be unbelievable. Would make my day. I mean, look, I know every team brings in players to try and win. You know, Richmond brought players in the year we won our first mm. one, but. They've just—they're already a grand yeah. final side. I know that. Yeah. And then they've brought in all these, you know, experienced guns. I don't know where they got the money from, to be yeah. honest. But yeah, if but they didn't make finals, I'd be so happy. Just, they just can't be losing. Like that's the biggest. That's one of the biggest upsets you'll ever see. Adelaide beating Geelong, and the oh. way they did it as well. Like, yeah. they were very impressive. They were in front of the whole game. Yeah, they looked. Kicked Geelong a, kicked a great score, and yeah. Geelong made us like a little run back at towards the end of the game. Looked like they might come back, but Adelaide just held off real strong yeah. and. I'm a really, really big fan of Rory Sloan, and you yeah. could see the passion on his face after, yeah, after um, winning that game. And, and Tex Walker as well. He's back, back to his best. I was about to say, I'm not a fan of Tex Walker, but yeah. he played very well and shut me up. Kick he five. Kicked, yeah, yeah, five, wasn't it? So yeah. great stuff from him. And then you go to the other side of town and the Swans. Oh, I did not see that coming either. The way they, they dismantled Brisbane. Brisbane you, you wouldn't have thought Brisbane were as good as they were last year, the way no. they played against this game against the Swans. And... Mind you, the Swans have got a lot to look forward to with Buddy predicted to come back this week, which we'll talk about more later, but they did what they did against them. Yeah. Who knows? It was incredible. Their young guns, like Logan McDonald was super good, kicked three goals, and um, what's that? Callum, Callum Mills played well. Callum Mills, I think, was best on ground, and then Errol Goulden played his first game. was unbelievable. So it's the Swans, they just have a knack for doing these things, don't they? They, they never bottom out. They always find these players to rejuvenate their list so much quicker. Academy players, though, do you think? Do you think that helps? Yeah, just they just. I mean, not Isaac and they've Heaney got a good was an culture. academy player. They've just got a really. They've always had such a good culture there. They do, they do, and I think that's always been like that since they yeah. moved from South Melbourne. They've always had that good, strong culture. And the question I want to ask you is: Do you think that the Crows and Swans have displayed performances that are going to carry out through the year, or are these just one-off yeah, upset it's, wins? It's hard. You need more of a sample size for it, don't you? It's too hard to tell. Yeah. You can't judge. I mean, look, I'd I'd like to see the Swans. I'd like to see Adelaide stay down there, but I wouldn't mind seeing the Swans. You know, have another little tip. Not you know, run up the flag this year, but you know, give it a good crack this year and you know, get but close yeah, to finals, especially after last year. Yeah. And with Buddy back as well, I want to see. I want to see Buddy kick a thousand goals, and it'll yeah. be a lot easier if Sydney I mean, are good. Fifty six off, I think, something like that. He's not far off at all. No, but yeah. if he keeps getting injured like this, yeah, I know. So yeah, he's wait. a big chance, big chance to do. It. I think, yeah, as, as we said before, and we'll, we'll talk about that later. I think Buddy is due to return this week, so fingers crossed he can get to a thousand goals. Um, new rules. What were your thoughts on them? Um, look, I'm. Um, it's a tough one because I actually don't mind. I hated the stand rule, as mentioned in the first episode this yep. season. Um, it's starting to grow on me a little bit in the sense that games do seem a lot more high scoring, yep. a lot more fast paced. I think, however, as Pen- Scott Pendlebury tweeted and a lot of others as well, there's going to be some common sense brought into the rule. I think it should be only if the player is moving side to side laterally that it should be a 50 meter penalty. If a player moves backwards while standing on the mark, you're not interfering with anything. Don't. That's not 50 meters. And I mean, you you saw it firsthand happen to Petrescu Seaton did it against yeah. the Tigers. And I know you were filthy about it. It is the rule. It was the correct decision. However, I don't think that that should be. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that should be the ruling. I think it should be side to side. So I wasn't a huge fan um, of that. I think that needs to be slightly tweaked. And they change rules all the time, so they could easily do it. Yeah. They won't because they're stubborn. Yeah. Especially Steve Hawking, they won't do it. Yeah. They should. Um, and then to the medical sub, I mean, there's already talks of it being abused 
at the moment. I mean, what are your thoughts on those rules? Oh, I get like I don't mind the medical sub being in there, as in like, yes, it should be used for the right reasons. But if the player doesn't get used, it counts as a game, which is ridiculous. Um, if they're just if a player comes off for tightness or they'll be fine for next week, they're just resting them or just to get some fresh legs on, ridiculous. Like this should be used if a player at at least can't play the week the next week. Um, and yeah, and then the, and if the player doesn't get used, it definitely shouldn't count as a game. I don't know what Eddie. Do you agree with that? Like oh, the, the the Hawthorne player. I think Connor Downey, his name was, yeah. I was about to say, well, that was yeah. actually the next point I was going to touch on after we spoke about the rules, was that, yeah, they, they used a debutant yeah. as a medical sub. Ridiculous. And he had his family, he yeah. had everyone come watch the game. And didn't play a second. Didn't play a second of the game. Yeah. And technically, he debuted. Yeah. And they brought him in, the, I don't know if they saw the footage, that's right, they brought him into the uh, the song at the end of the game, mm. they were dragging him in. He, he felt like, you could see, he didn't yeah. want to be there because he didn't don't play. Don't feel a part of it. No. And what about in a grand final? Is that So that player doesn't get used. He gets a premiership medal. He gets a premiership medal, that's ridiculous. No, it should be like, I mean, it, I don't know, it should be like if you're in an emergency. If you mm. don't play, you don't play. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? You don't. Um, it's sad, but you don't get the medal yeah. because that's how it is. And look, yeah, I agree. I think they're either going to go do it properly and get an AFL um, an AFL doctor, so it's not club doctors. That way, there's no risk of anyone trying to, um, you know, do a, make a fraudulent decision. Then I think you've either got to decide: look, is it either going to be just for concussions, because that's that's the idea of it. Why they brought it in was to say, you know, help concussed players and avoid teams trying to keep players with, with head knocked on the ground. I, I presume that's what it was for. Yeah. I think you're either going to bring back this the sub the way we used to have it with the old green vest and do it that way. That way there's no form of cheating and if someone gets injured, you can still bring them on. Or you're going to make it clear cut and have just an AFL doctor there. That way you can't yeah you can't accuse any team of cheating. So mm. I think you're going to just make a firm decision on that because at the moment already Nick flosson has been, you know, thrown, names have been thrown around saying he's came off cheated. Mm. Which, I mean, if you look at it, why would we take off one of our best backmen to bring on a midfielder medical sub to then put Marlon Pickett in the back line who fumbled it about 45 times <laughs> yeah. in the back half. I don't think that was a deliberate decision by yeah. any means. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but it's already been thrown up like that. So you don't know. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a real, it's a real, real tough one. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think it should be, should be agreed upon from a neutral doctor that ticks it off. Not, not a club doctor. Um, I oh, know we used our medical sub Oscar McDonald, and he he made a real impact when he came on. He has to start from now on, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he was, killed a kick two or one. Yeah, he did more in that second half than Mitch McGovern's done his whole career at Carlton so far. Yeah, really, yeah. it really paid me not to see McGovern out there on yeah. the first. <laughs> so, but like that just shows, like it, yeah, players can have any still have an impact from it. So, if clubs are going to use it, they've got to be using it correctly because it can cause controversy if a player like. McDonald comes on and makes like an impact like he did. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. Now, you know how they, they also stated that the rule was that um, the player would appear not to be able to play for the next 12 days at least. Yeah. Now, the thing with Richmond is Richmond had a 10-day break between games and they're saying Vlossen's a chance. Do you think they should have the rule with you automatically miss the next week? Mm, yeah, Do you think that should I be the so. rule? Yeah. Because that's the thing. What happens now if... It's been 10 days, so you're not far off that 12 days. I mean, you can never look at someone and go, yep, exactly 12 days, you'll be right to go. You, you just get a guess, right? Yeah. Which is half the problem of this rule. What if Lawson comes back and plays in 10 days against Hawthorne on Sunday? But, you know, he genuinely had the injury, but he's recovered in 10 days. 
mm. and he comes back on. I mean, look, I'm happy to see him come back if he does, obviously, because it's a biased decision. But yeah. I think maybe you have to make it clear cut and say you definitely miss a game. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, let's let's look forward to round two. Um, it's good to have round two played a week after round one this year. It was a yeah, it's a bit different to what we were used to last year. We had, well, to, wait, we had to wait three months for round two it's last a while, year, wasn't it? <laughs> So it's uh it's gonna be fun. We've got Carlton Collingwood on Thursday night. It's probably one of oh you'd say probably Thursday and Friday night. Carlton Collingwood, Geelong, Brisbane are probably the two biggest games of the round. Just considering all teams are on all all teams lost their first game, and one of those matchups are going to be zero and two at the end of the round. So there's some big consequences already for some teams, and the heat's going to come on the losers from these games, aren't they? Oh, 100%. And not to mention, by the way, Carlton Collingwood, one of the biggest rivalries in football. Mm. And I think at the moment, or well, it should be a lot closer than it you know, is, has been in the last few years, especially when Collingwood were really good at one point. I think it'll be a pretty tight game as well. Yeah. Um, and the rivalry is right back up there. Well, it's on its way back up, I think, in my eyes anyway. But no, nah, definitely a huge game. And Geelong-Brisbane, the two teams that lost in upsets, they'll be firing to get a win. Oh. So... Yeah, yeah, massive consequences for whoever loses this game. Yeah, I'm, all these games. I'm, and... Yeah, I'm I'm worried. <laughs> One because yeah, we could be zero and two, and two it's against Collingwood, and we no one ever likes losing to Collingwood. So especially Carlton, the yeah, as you said, the rivalry is super strong and yeah, arguably the biggest in the comp. So, but it's um yeah, I don't know we 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 simply if we drop the game to Collingwood, Carlton fans are going to be ropeable. Um, and it's just going to mean last you know, the effort that we put in against Richmond will mean nothing if we can't beat Collingwood. So we need to get a result out of the game. And Collingwood will be equally as fired up after their performance against the Dogs last week. So it's going to be a really good contest on Thursday night. I'm really looking forward to it. And it'll be my first game back at the footy in almost a year. So it's going to be fun. But say so you must be excited. Yeah, I'm Walking pumped. back into the, uh, the hello turf. It's going to be emotional. Like I might shed a tear, I reckon. And I, I know I spoke to a few people that went to the, went to the footy last week and they said they uh, got... Pretty emotional. And pretty, uh, it was pretty surreal being back there. It, it did. It was. And it mm. felt great. Um, part of the the whole, the whole feeling of being back as well was the pregame of going up Swan Street, grabbing a bite to eat, you know, and everyone's there in their colours. You walk down Swan Street, cross over Pun Road, walk into the G, like all of it. The footy records being handed out the front. Like little things like that, I think, that we've all sort of forgotten about. I mean, you walk past the footy records every week and don't really think much of them unless you're someone that buys them all mm. the time. Yeah. You don't really think much of them, but when it's you get back things. there and you yeah. haven't heard it in over a year, it's fantastic. And then, yeah. yeah, obviously walking out here in the crowd, go nuts when the teams run out. It mm. was, um, it was fantastic. Carlton ran out first on Thursday night and even hearing the blues song and all the blues fans singing, mm. like it just, you know, send put goosebumps up your yeah. arms just because it was so exciting to hear yeah. it back. So now nah, you'll, you're going to love Thursday night, I think, well, I was going to say regardless of the result, but I reckon you'll be pretty filthy if Carlton oh, were to lose. Filthy. But just to be back, um, yeah. at least before the game starts, it'll be unreal. Absolutely. Um, another big game for the weekend, St. Steve's, Saturday night. That'll be pretty big too. Both That'd teams coming off a win. Well, St. Kilda were really undermanned against the Giants and mm-hmm. they pulled off a real gutsy really win. Really good win, yeah. Um, In the so wet. They'll be looking to come back with a flyer at Marvel Stadium uh, against the D's, who had another good win as well. So yeah. Both teams looking pretty promising. I mean, you'd think the Saints have got this one, with the list they've got. They've got Max King coming back into the side. Um, there's someone else now, and now their name's eluding me. They're having uh, two good players come back this week. Yeah, I can't think. Of, Max King's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. But yeah, they've definitely got players to come back. You know, they've still got Ryan Marshall out too. So, um, Paddy Ryder's out. 
Hanbury's out, I think. Yeah, they've still got a lot of players out. They've so. got a lot. I think yeah. the one um, thing that might hurt the Saints is, yeah, their lack of Ruckman and Max Gorn, I reckon, will have an absolute yeah, field day. So I reckon he's definitely someone, but if you don't have, put him in your super coach this yeah. week. I think Marvel Stadium's going to help the Saints, and I think they, they, they'll get the job done there for sure. Um, Bulldogs West Coast on Sunday, another big contest to um, two contenders. Be interesting to see how the Eagles go um, away from their home deck, where it seems like the only place that they can really win, isn't it? Well, I think that's their biggest test this year. Last yeah. year, we know everyone in the AFL saw and they got exposed pretty much yeah. that they can't win away from home. Yeah. Maybe it was Queensland, who knows? But they couldn't win away from home. So to, um, to come to Marvel Stadium, a small ground compared to where they play at Optus, it'll be huge. And Bulldogs midfield. Oh, How good were they? So good. Bailey Smith, what a yeah. superstar. Oh, mate. And he's so young still. They've got a real promising lineup as well. And yeah, I, th- I mean, I think the Bulldogs will run run over the West Coast Eagles. Yeah. The West Coast Eagles. <laughs> feels so weird saying that. The West Coast Eagles. The West Coast Eagles. <laughs> um, I feel like the, the Dogs will run over the Eagles this weekend yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, as, as we mentioned earlier, the big bud returning to the SCG on the weekend when Sydney take on Adelaide. That'll um, that'll be great, great to see. Obviously, one of the greatest players to ever play the game and yet didn't play at all last season. Had a lot of injury issues and, as we said, he's not far off a 1,000 goals. So be great to see him kick that this year if he can because he's probably only got another year or two max left in him. So, um, But, yeah, he'll be back there against a, a fired-up Adelaide coming off a great win. So, Well, both teams came off the upset yeah, wins. Absolutely. What, are the, what are the chances? The yeah. two teams have the upset loss and the two teams have the upset win yeah. and coming against each other. So it'll be huge. Um, and like you said, if Buddy comes back, this is massive. For me, Buddy's one of those players, a little bit like Eddie Betts, that if I can get to games where they're playing, especially in his last two years, I'm going to try to be there because mm. they're generational players and Buddy like you said not far off a thousand goals to see him kick that would be unreal and I feel like Buddy's hard to hate Mm. even you know what I mean if you don't support Sydney or even Hawthorne back in the day which I definitely did not um, he's hard to hate Buddy he's just too good so I can't wait to see him come back and he's arguably one of the best players of all time yeah for sure yeah it's going to be great to see and fingers crossed he doesn't get injured again um what about your Tigers, mate? They've got the Hawks. That's going to be an interesting contest. I think you guys will, will get them, but Hawthorne coming off a great win. Well, we should get them. I think the only thing that gives me, well, not the only thing, but one of the things that gives me a bit of confidence going into this game as well is the fact that Hawthorne let Essendon have a, get a 40-point lead on them and they had to claw, um, you know, claw it back. I don't... <laughs> yeah, by the way, which we didn't touch on enough, by the way. No, how good was that? <laughs> we, how did we forget to touch on that? How good was that? Nothing make my weekend better than a Richmond win and Essendon losing a 40-point lead. That's oh. fan- And mind you, not even to a, a fantastic side. That wasn't even like they lost to a fantastic side. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Hawthorne might be really good this year. I don't see it, but... Was that your knows? most enjoyable game of the round, seeing Essendon oh, lead? Oh, 100%. I went to round one, Richmond Carlton, saw Richmond get a win, and I still enjoyed the Essendon-Hawthorne game more. And I didn't see 90% of it. I got home at one point, saw Essendon more up, and I thought, yeah. not going to worry about it. Went, went for a shower, did all that, got ready for bed, walked back out, and I'm like, oh my, what has happened? And the Hawks just pinched it. It was unreal. Yeah. So in the great last quarter to watch, too, it was uh, exhilarating, and it was yeah. good to see the Hawks get up. But no, no, back to, uh, back round, to round two. two. Back to round two. <laughs> Um, yeah, you guys should win comfortably. Well, that's the yeah. thing. I mean, I think if you're going to let a team get up by 40 points, you're playing catch-up footy. I'd, it could happen, but I don't see Richmond getting that kind of a lead, for example, and blowing it. Yeah. So to me, yeah, we're still going to win quite comfortably. And I mean, just looking at the AFL website at the moment, 
and they've got the uh, the odds up there. Richmond are a dollar nineteen, the Hawthorne's four seventy. So I don't think I'm the only one that's thinking we'll nah, get the win here. Absolutely not. Yeah, I think you guys will win quite convincingly, uh, especially coming off a what is it, ten day break. Uh, it's a fair one. So yeah, I think you guys will, will run all over them. Um, but I think that's that's it. That's it for this week's episode. It's been great. Footy's back officially. Back uh, round one was great. Yeah, as as I said from the top, it was. One of the more enjoyable round ones that we've seen in a while. Um, crowds are back. It's it's great to see, and I think this season's set up to be one of the one of the most memorable to date. I reckon it has to be after a year of no football in yep. Melbourne, and it's back now. Um, Seventy five thousand was talked for round two. I think they've ruled that out. Yeah, they're going to have. Yeah. But round three is potentially 75,000 yeah. which let's be honest most games don't get 75,000 mm. so I think the I know when is... they say that that's in comparison to the MCG yeah 75,000 but that's yeah. 75% yeah. so exactly all around that's fantastic news hopefully that happens but like you said yep definitely the uh, most memorable one of the most memorable seasons in recent times yeah. um, and I know you do have some news and a little bit of an update with the uh, YouTube side of things Yes, so we're, yeah, we've had, we're having a few technical difficulties with our video cameras and um, yeah, and our YouTube uploading. So we're, we'll start from next week with the YouTube. So yeah, all you people that like seeing our ugly faces on your screen, we'll uh, we'll have that ready for you next week. So we've uh, had a few technical issues to start season two, but don't worry, we'll be we'll be back next week with um, with. Quinn's beautiful, beautiful head on your screen. Bald and beautiful, that's Bald what I like to say. And also, before we finish as well, because we forgot to touch on this at the beginning of the episode, we'd like to thank Millie and Ma, as well as uh, RetroJet Prince. Go Ants. Woo! Um, for bringing you this episode. Without them, we couldn't do the work that we do, and uh, they're a great support of the show. Absolutely, yeah. How do we forget? Sorry. Sorry, guys. But, um, yeah, no, we, we'd love your support, and, um, yeah, and... I didn't speak to Enz actually Enz is a mad Richmond supporter so I didn't get a message from him after the game which was surprising no he normally mm. gives me a call after these sort of wins mm. I haven't heard from him either I've got to touch base with him see yeah. what's happening he's obviously very busy with retro jets so make sure you jump on board and see the lovely work he's doing absolutely alright well uh, we'll wrap it up there but as we say every week make sure you leave us a review subscribe to us on iTunes follow us on Spotify and subscribe to us on YouTube even though there's no videos at the moment but we'll be back next week as we said um, yeah, we appreciate all the love and support that comes through and yeah, we can't thank you guys enough for it. So, so keep them coming. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed round one and, um, yeah, we look forward to round two.